welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show, and thanks for tuning in. This is a show shattering the norms and bringing real talk and critical thinking with a common sense approach on life, politics, religion, and social issues. And now here's your host, Randall. Hello, hello, fam, and welcome. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show. I am your host, Randall, and on today's show, we will be discussing a phrase I've coined, unpacking. What is unpacking, you may ask? What the hell is he talking about? Well, unpacking means to get rid of the lies, the nonsense that has been passed down generation to generation that we simply have clung on to and need to be unpacked. Now, in all fairness, what I say is not the gospel, okay? (laughs) I'm open to all comments and criticism. But I really would like you to put on those thinking caps and let's do some critical thinking. Let's go. First off, we have to come to grips with most of what we were taught from birth was a lie. Was the lie intentional? Hmm. Well, I personally wouldn't say intentional coming from our parents and our people. Maybe a little ignorance, but from those in power, most definitely intentional. Now, think about this. We are just now in the 21st century learning that Christopher Columbus never discovered shit. (laughs) Okay, think about that. 21st century. Think about the children taught and still being taught this and passed on and on and on and never unpacked. So I'm going to touch on a couple of things I feel we need to unpack ASAP. And that number one issue is Christianity. (laughs) Yeah, fam, that's right. We're going there, okay? We're going to go there. All right? It's called uncomfortable reality for a reason. Now, what you believe is your choice, okay? But to spread it, to spread it, that's why I personally have an issue. My thoughts are that demographics shape your entire existence, all right? You are a Christian primarily due to you being born in America. <laughs> Come on, fam. Come on. Let's let's confront this uncomfortable reality, all right? All right? Let's go there. If you were born in, let's say, Saudi Arabia, well, most likely you'd be what? Hmm? Muslim. And then, let's say, India. Then, more than likely, you'd be into Hinduism. But... Here in America, from birth, you are taught to be whatever your parents are, right? Then you go out into the world, never questioning it, never researching, just going on and on and never unpacking. I remember as a child, just about every black household, okay, well, every black household in church that I've been in, <laughs> that sound better? Every black household of church had a picture of a white Jesus. Y- you see where we're going? 
Okay, let us let us let us pick on that one big plantation for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you see me post that a few times. That's right. It's just another one of my coin phrases I use to describe the South. All right, let's do some critical thinking. Let's say a 70-year-old black man or woman in the South. What would you say they are? Well, my bet would be Baptist, Democrat, yet conservative. Now, flip that to a white man or woman in the South. I'd say Protestant. <laughs> but help me out. What is that? Isn't that like the same thing? Huh? Anyway, that's, that's another show. That's another show. We'll touch on that another time. But I say Protestant, Republican. But again, again, it depends on demographics. Dallas County. I can go either way. That's 50-50, right? Taylor County? Come on, fam. You know, Taylor County. All right? So... When I hear folks claiming to be touched by the spirit and called into the ministry and whatnot, whatnot, I say, nope, 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 nope. You were born into it. That's right. You were born in America, plain and simple. And any religion that tells you to love and pray for your enemy was created by your enemy. Mm Mm-hmm. Any of you ever heard of the Slave Bible? You can check it out. Do a little little research on that. Check it out, okay? Well, it was published by a group of missionaries who called themselves the Incorporated Society. Now, this Slave Bible was all for the conversion and instruction and education of the Negro slave. So, when I hear black Christians called white evangelicals, you know that fake 45 base? Hmm? You know what I'm talking about? When I hear black Christians called white evangelicals fake Christians, that's what they call them, fake Christians. I say, no, 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 no. They are the real deal. Those are real Christians right there. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we learned it from? Christianity and white supremacy are first cousins. All right? This going and, and that's going to confront it. Don't, a lot of people don't want to hear it. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people don't want to hear it because it makes them uncomfortable. Right? When you touch on subjects like this, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And so a lot of people don't, they don't, go into it because they know, well, this is going to, you know, hurt so-and-so's feelings. Uh, You know, we ain't got time for all that. Y'all see what's going on? We don't have time to be worrying about uh, whose feelings are going to get hurt and whatnot. Man, we got to to tell the truth, man. We got to start unpacking this nonsense, all right? We've been carrying this for over 400 years, right? It's time to start unpacking this nonsense, all right? So anyway, those those are real Christians, right? They're real. Remember that picture of white Jesus? Hmm? It's a reason why they made him white. It's a reason why. 
See, it's easy to unpack uh, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy. <laughs> we get rid of that pretty early. What about seven, eight years old? Yeah, somebody right. We get to we get rid of that early. You get into things that involve unpacking white supremacy. Well, <clears throat> it gets a little uncomfortable for people. And it gets uncomfortable because it has been drilled into you from birth. All right? Okay? Number two. Number two on my list needs to be unpacked is the Democratic Party. Our parents always voted Democrat. Okay? And again, from birth, you are taught it's just part of being black. Hmm? I watched the show, uh, Blackish. And on this particular episode, Junior comes home from school and he tells Andre, I'm a Republican. And Andre, he, he couldn't believe it. He just he breaks down. So Rainbow comes in and she's like, what's, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, Junior is a Republican. And she begins to, to tear up and cry. She says, no, no, no. We, we don't do that. That's what she said. We don't do that. And so now enters the grandmother. She comes in and what's, what's all the, the hoopla? What's going on? And they said, Junior is a Republican. And she's like, what? What? Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. What does she say on a black Jesus? Oh, black Jesus. No, no, black Jesus. No, we, we don't do that. That's what she said. We don't do that. Okay? You see what I'm saying? So we, we stay on this hamster wheel of continuing to vote for a party who, honestly, I'm... Let's just call it how they see it. They are the good cop to the bad cop Republicans. That's that's how this game is played. Understand? So they make you believe they're your friend. They are not your friend. Trust me. They are not your friend. You remember back when Obama was president? We had all branches of the government, all levels of government, right? What got done? Any reparation? Any police reform? Anything? Anything for foundation of black Americans? Nope. And they, they do that little trick back. What they do is they say, um, this is for the, the minorities. Okay? That's not you. When they say minorities, that is not foundational black Americans. That's not you. That's the LGBTQ and the Latino and the Asian. Hell, I think the Afghanis then came over and and got broke off, right? Didn't they just get broke off not too long ago to Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, they just got broke off when they got got their Afghan refugees. Mm-hmm. But foundation of black Americans, nope. Don't get anything. Now they're good. They're good with the symbolic gestures. You know, we get a statue here and there and a stamp, a holiday. And <laughs> I think uh who is that? Uh Pelosi, what a they they were they had on Get their claws and taking knees and 
uh, it was either Hillary or Kamala. It was one of them, but they had a, a bottle of hot sauce in their purse and they whip it out and they showing the camera. Yeah, I always carry hot sauce. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sure do. And listen to Tupac and I mean, they go all out, don't they? They go all out. And every four years, you give away your vote and they give you nothing in return. And as the Republicans like to remind us, because they do remind us a lot, it was the Republicans who freed the slaves, right? And brought about the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the voting rights, all the rich, uh, pretty tangible issues. Not symbolic at all. They, they brought about some change, right? But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep touching on that here in the in the near future. So we're gonna keep touching that because that 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 is a uh, another biggie. We need we need to get rid of. We need to unpack that ASAP. Okay. Number three. Number three. Believing in karma and prayer as a weapon. Those words. Karma and prayer, those words keep us from seeking true justice. Karma itself is primarily associated in the Indian religions anyway, right? Mainly Hinduism. And the meaning, the meaning they have for it is um, in the present affects one's future. Right, in the present affects one's future. Yeah, that's what they say. Now, I know you heard karma gonna get them or pray on it or let God fight your battles. <laughs> right? You hear that? Now, you know that fake 45 guy? The one we were talking about? Hmm? He is like the perfect example. I mean, he's a great example of karma not being effective at all. All the way back to his father, Fred, who uh, who started the whole thing. Uh, was E. Trump and son. Well, they were sued back in 1971 by the Justice Department for violating the Fair Housing Act. Okay? But but prior to that, he was arrested in 1927 at a KKK parade. And then he died in 1999 at the age of 93. And Fake 45, he gets all that wealth and evil passed right on down to him. And I think we all know his track record, right? <laughs> and karma has yet to touch him. I think he's passing it down to Junior and Vodka and, and all of them, right? He's passing it down to them, right? They're going to get it. They're going to get, it's going to get passed down to them. But karma has yet to touch him, right? <laughs> now, let's say uh, Sister So-and-So. Sister so and so, she can go feed the homeless, go to church faithfully, and pray and pray and pray. And still die from diabetes at the age of sixty. <laughs> feel me? She will still die from diabetes at the age of sixty. And that see, <clears throat> they pass down wealth and evil, but they pass down wealth. We pass down debt and Christianity. That we get. Hmm? Yet we catch hell while they prosper. It goes generation to generation, right? They they prosper. And we continue to catch hell. Why is that? Something's out of whack, right? 
We're doing all the praying and and uh, putting our faith in karma and karma is going to take care of it. Mm, they ain't taking care of it yet. At hmm? Am I missing something? Seems to me. Seems to me karma only affects black and brown people. And this prayer thing, <laughs> talking to an imaginary man, that doesn't seem odd to you. Huh? Come on, man. I mean, sometimes when you when you're doing this unpacking thing, when you when you when you unpacking, sometimes you just gotta look in the mirror, you know, and think it out. Just stop and think it out. Okay? You know, um, what, what was that story? Noah. Noah, Noah was 600 years old. 600 years old. And he builds this ark, right? Puts two of everything on it. And, uh, some kind of way the penguins make it all the way to Antarctica and all that kind of, you know, he, he got two of everything. 600 years old. Builds this ark. Where is that ark? Hmm? Where is it at? Is it in the museum anywhere? Anybody got it? Just stop and think it out. Okay? Seems to me, just common sense and critical thinking, that if I had this art, this thing, and this thing so-called saved all of humanity, right? Saved all of humanity. Nobody saved that? Nobody thought, hey, man, let's hang on to this. Let's restore it and sand it up, repaint it, and let's keep this thing. You know, this thing saved the world. It, it saved it. Let's save it. You know, you got a little uh, Juju, you know, turn nine years old, birthday party. You want to save that. You know, oh, here's here's little Christy. She's walking now. You get that on video, and we're going to save that. You understand? You save a lot of things. We know we go and we, we're going to save everything, you know, because we feel like it's important, right? Nobody thought to save the art. This thing saved all of humanity, and nobody thought to save that. Nobody thought to save Jesus' shirt, his shoe. We don't have nothing. What about them tablets? What are they, what are them, what are them things called? The Ten Commandments? Commandments <laughs> and tablets? The Ten Commandments. Now, these are supposed to be the rules, right? These are the rules. God gave you these tablets. And they the rules. We're going to go by the rules. And nobody, nobody thought to save those tablets. Nobody. You did? So anyway, so this talking to an imaginary man thing, right? Who, who, who remembers Andrea Yates? Andrea Yates was the Houston lady who drowned her five kids because she said God, God told her to do it, right? What do we call her? We call her crazy, right? She's crazy. That woman is crazy, right? Well, Abraham talked to the same guy. That guy told him to sacrifice Isaac, right? Abraham talked to the same guy. And it took a messenger, one of God's messengers, I think that the way it's written, one of God's messengers had to stop him. And that's another thing to think about. Okay, God told you to sacrifice Isaac, but then it took one of God's messengers to say, stop. See that? That's a whole other show. 
Okay. Anyway, so the messenger told him, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. The messenger stopped him. We don't call Abraham crazy, right? And they talked to the same guy. It was the same guy they talked to. And, and no one calls Abraham crazy. He's not crazy, right? So, <laughs> in closing, I'm sure cognitive dissonance is kicking in. It's hurting. I know there's probably a lot of y'all that hit stop, pause, or whatever, delete. <laughs> I'm going to lose over half of you. I'm sure of it. I'm sure I'm going to lose over half of you. And that's fine. That's fine. You know? That's fine. But for those, for those that are ready to do some critical thinking, thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>